0: So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye.
1: Okay, I hit record. Welcome to Feature Cream. (laughs) Colon.
0: In microwaves and i in.
1: he was like wtf is fcbm or basically it was like what, the fuck, is what the fuck is
2: fcbm
1: so that's our title and that comes with a backstory of where that phrase came from yeah um
0: when was this that this happened like
1: uh oh say. yeah so this was uh this was back in uh november of 2020 so just under a year ago
0: yeah
1: uh and so, what the fuck is FCBM? So, uh, I'm Ned.
0: Uh, I'm Meg.
1: Yeah. And we are doing this podcast. As you can see, we have several episodes out now. Um, yeah. All just, of them loosely based around art and design.
0: Yeah. And like some random things that happen in our lives that we make notes about and yeah. talk about later.
1: And huge diversions into science.
0: Mm, yeah. Huge diversions into science. So, I texted my dad something. I don't know yeah. what. And I said something about. Like, I accidentally texted him a message that was meant for you or something about yes. FCBM. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he wrote back to me, like, basically, like, what the fuck is FCBM? Even though my dad doesn't talk yeah. like that. So he didn't say... He didn't use the acronym WTF, and he did not say what the fuck. But he was like, I don't know what you're talking about.
3: Yeah.
1: So the the message in question that you sent, according to our records here, is you sent... The message non sequitur oftentimes you and i as a background we text each other possible podcast titles and so we usually lead right. them with like fcbm and then semicolon well, yeah we use it like a them.
0: hashtag so we can search it later
1: yeah yeah so you had written to him in his in your message to him you had said non sequitur fcbm and then it goes quote updated guide to the br- rings of hell <laughs>
0: so out of nowhere, my dad just gets this message yeah fcbm updated non-sequitur fcbm updated guy to the rings of hell he's like what what yeah it's does not none of that makes any sense to him um that's also partly because my family still doesn't understand how to use text messaging
1: right right
0: like they're genuinely unaware of its utility yeah or the context in which it is appropriate to use that communication <laughs> versus another style
3: uh-huh yeah
0: um they do not understand group texting, right. um my dad doesn't understand like for example, there was this conversation, this group check group text that happened after. Uh, a sort of like cataclysmic event in our family mm-hmm. and there were thirteen people from my family, plus one stranger on this text message, yeah, and this is the one that we talked about in on the the fateful three hour boat tour that you and I were on yes. together, yeah, testing out a boat motor that worked, but it gave us a lot of time to just be angry at at our families in the middle of the ocean, and so um the deal with this message is that all these people were roped into it because my whole family was trying to figure out now that this thing has happened, what are we all going to do about it? Right. And so they right. all wrangled together this text message and, um, they miss, recorded someone's oh, phone number Yes, and so they had this group
1: text that they were sending right so there's yeah. like
0: 14 people on this text yeah and one of the 14 people it turns out is a stranger to our family like it wasn't our family member it was that just was a random it number was a random person who it turns out is named melissa we we know this now
2: yeah
0: um so everybody was real upset because this situation involved like the sudden death of a family member And, uh, and tension was high about what to do about it. And, uh, everybody was like coordinating in this group text about what to do and where to go next. And so people were like, well, let's, let's physically get together at this relative's house and we'll sort things out there. And so they were talking back and forth and this person is like, hi, I don't know who this is. Mm hmm. Like, I don't know you people. I'm sorry. I must have been accidentally included. I'm going to leave the conversation. Or could you kick me out of the conversation? I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And so my aunt responds to this person. Yeah. What are you talking about? I just talked. I was just with you earlier today. (laughs) And this stranger Uh says, no, I don't think so. Who are you? And then my dad says to this stranger, your Aunt Mary, meaning the person you are corresponding with from my third person point of view when you say, I don't know who you people are, who is this? My dad answered in a text message for my aunt and said, this is your Aunt Mary, which in text makes it look like my dad is Aunt Mary, Right. but my dad is Uncle David. Uh And there are two Aunt Marys. Uh The one married to my dad Uh and his sister Mary, who was the person in the text, Uh who started the group text, and then accused the stranger, who we now know as melissa Uh of actually being a person who was at my aunt mary's house earlier that day and being a liar about it (laughs) which my dad admonished the stranger for and Uh was like of course you know who that is it's aunt mary but because he said it that way it sounds like he was being self-referential right and so melissa the stranger says i don't have an aunt mary
3: nice and then
0: the whole family dog piles on her what are you talking about mary Uh cubby and so like Cubby is my aunt's nickname and I don't care if any of them hear this conversation because it involves me. And it's also my story to tell because these people are awful and I was impacted too. So poor Melissa yes. gets just like <laughs> fucking piled on by my family, accusing uh-huh. her of being a liar. Yeah. You know who we are. Yep. You were with us earlier. What's wrong with you? And Melissa tries to explain again. No, no, you don't seem to understand. I'm sure someone in your family is intended to get this message but yeah. you have included me incorrectly and I am not that person. <laughs> and so one of my relatives uh-huh. actually apologizes to this woman. Oh,
1: that's nice. But yeah.
0: Only after my cousin uh-huh. who now realizes that maybe this person is telling the truth and maybe they are, they are a stranger yeah. in which case immediately becomes angry for different reasons not because melissa is trying to wriggle out of responsibility and lying about the fact that she is a member of our family which infuriated everybody uh-huh. hypothetically yeah no now they're mad because there's a stranger involved in a private family conversation <laughs> and so my cousin adley says shit happens melissa in this chat message uh-huh and melissa at this point is completely like outnumbered and behind enemy lines and is just trying to politely leave a conversation she wasn't supposed to be in and didn't invite herself to in the first right. place and asked to
3: politely leave and as asked soon to as possible politely leave
0: at which point yeah. my one like one relative was somewhat redeeming characteristics uh-huh. was like i'm sorry melissa it's a tough time for our family thanks for letting us know sorry we bothered you etc cetera, etc cetera. and so melissa saw her way out of the conversation i think or just stopped responding if uh-huh. they didn't remove her i'm not really <laughs> sure God. Uh I don't know. But yeah, shit happens, Melissa is now the like sort of uh uh-huh. the meme uh-huh. caption of what it's like to live in my family. Like no matter what you're doing, you're gonna get screamed at about it, even if you're a stranger.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Oh man, that is so funny.
0: I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I'm really sorry. Shit happens, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> so that's how my family used this text message. Uh uh-huh. they wield it like a tool of oppression and abuse. Yes. Um, indiscriminately,
1: Indiscriminately. no one is safe,
0: even strangers.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh, so yeah, corresponding, my dad will not respond to a text message that you send him unless you end that block of text with a question mark. Nice. (laughs) So you have to think of how to end, like end everything you're saying to him in a question so that he actually reads it and then responds to it.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, that's annoying
1: yep yeah it's really I find uh text message communication really interesting and fascinating um I think there was uh at some point the way that it's trended to include levels of communication that we're used to having in person, yeah uh, or you hear through the tone of somebody's voice like like the issue of um typing in all capitals right where where people who do that by the nature of the way they were taught to type or the way they like interact with computers and have no sense of like what it means like i mean at this point most people are probably aware that like all caps typically indicates like raising your voice
0: you're shouting
1: but um but when you meet people who like especially people in the military where like all communications are all caps all the time like you know right and so and they view email as like a, f- like that form a of, communi- of communication. Yeah. And so you just get these emails that are just all caps and you're just like, Holy shit, this comes across as like really aggressive. Ah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I like one of the other ones was the use of the period to mean sort of like, like, like sarcasm or like sort of like disinterest in something. Mm. And so no period is like neutral tone. Yes. And period is like a little bit passive-aggressive, like, like you know, a downtone at the end. Like yeah, minute. like a downtone. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to an exclamation like it's more the opposite of an exclamation point as opposed to just a neutral termination of the sentence. Mm-hmm. And so I find that kind of fascinating. And I find that there's that whole level of nuanced communication that people develop in their communities that doesn't translate. Yes. Even into words, because it's like, nope, that's there. Like the sharing of like emoticons and animated GIFs and all of those things, GIFs, mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Fucking, yeah. however
2: we,
1: however we pronounce it. But what I was thinking about, I um, was actually thinking about the topic of this podcast, especially the uh, updated guide to rings of hell. Yes. And uh, I was just appreciating how the last time we talked about uh, designing dystopias with Lauren,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was really appreciating her the way she kind of like was thinking about it in terms of like literary references and like literature and the way that like dystopia where that comes from as a meaning and like how is humanity like, which was much beyond the like very myopic view of, I was like, how do you make as many people suffer as quickly as possible? Like, you know, like we'd kind of gotten to this point where, and I really appreciated that view and it made me think about um, the first question in my mind is, is because of her, which is to say that, The rings of hell, like when I think about like Dante's Inferno, I was like, "Oh, like you know, you can have these places of suffering, but a big part of that is why, like, what the punishment is for." And I forget that hell is about punishment.
0: Hell is totally about punishment.
1: Yeah, and that's something that I um, I find kind of hilarious because I I I hope like most people by now get that like punishment has zero effect for what you want. Yes. It's, it's most effective thing is the form is a form of punishment. Like it's very good at punishing people, mm-hmm. but punishing people doesn't make them do what you want.
0: Right. It doesn't prevent them from doing what you don't want. And it doesn't make them do what you want off the back end either.
1: Right. It's just a form of violence as far as I'm concerned. Like yep. it's just a way of,
0: I mean, you can admit that it might make you feel better to do something mean to someone because yeah. you want to like retribution. Yeah. You're feeling retributive. Yeah. But like that, be honest about what that is
1: right yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah punishments are not deterrents. deterrence aren't that successful in modifying people's behaviors no and punishments i i don't know anyone who responds well to punishment
0: yeah it's just kind of i don't respond well to punishment
1: no i don't i don't know anybody who does i don't think you can i think that you can create an atmosphere of so much fear that people are sort of behaving the way you want, at least in in your sight, and when they know they're going to get caught. Mm-hmm. But that's not—that's just an unbearable situation for everybody.
2: Yeah, why would you do that?
1: Anyway, um, yeah, the idea of like, like designing, you know, looking at designing dystopia, and then like talking about the rings of hell, and or a guide, an updated guide to okay. the rings of hell. Yeah. Like I was thinking about what, um what are the sins that get punished if we're updating the rings of hell? Like if we're updating the guide to the rings of hell, is it a revisit of the classics or is it like a modernization of a classical concept?
0: Right. So I think like, well, the, the rings of the circles of hell came from Dante's Inferno. Yes. Right. right. And there was like limbo Mm -hmm. was the first ring, which, you know, uh, is like, you are unbaptized and can't get into heaven, but aren't being strictly punished either.
1: Right, right.
0: It's like it's the marginal cases. Right, right. I mean, I have to tell you, if I had to get stuck somewhere in this framework, yes. uh, it would probably be limbo. Yeah. Limbo seems okay. Yeah. So... um, There's a lot of people who live in limbo, according to Dante. Mm. Uh, The second circle of hell is lust. And it's people being punished by being blown violently back and forth by strong winds. And they can't find peace and rest as a result. The winds symbolize the restlessness of a person who's led by their desire for fleshly pleasures. (laughs) I'm getting this off of history lists. I just quickly found this. Um, So their words, not mine. The third circle is gluttony. Uh, People here are forced to lie in slush and a never-ending icy rain. Um, It's for people who overindulge in food, drink, and other pleasures. And the fourth circle is greed, Mm -hmm. uh, punished for greed. Um, The fifth circle is anger or wrath. Mm -hmm. And sixth circle is heresy which is like hey i'm saying something that the vatican doesn't agree with um <laughs> heretic and then the seventh circle is violence which you would kind of think like anger would be linked to but who knows mm-hmm. um so the seventh circle of hell according to this is divided into three rings the outer ring houses murderers mm-hmm. Um, the middle ring hose, hose, hoses <laughs> hoses suicides houses suicides who have mm-hmm. been turned into trees and bushes, bushes that are fed upon by harpies. I mean, harpies are fucking cool. So yeah, uh, this is a contender for my second choice. Right. Um, middle ring for suicides, and then the inner ring are blasphemers and sodomites.
1: So people who spill seed where they shouldn't and swear a lot about it.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Or I guess blaspheme is like more like Lord's name in vain, as opposed to just saying fuck or something
0: like that. I think so. Yeah. And then the eighth circle is fraud mm-hmm. and um panders and seducers and flatterers. So the oh, so apparently okay, the eighth circle of hell has. 10 sub rings. So really, I mean, Dante was really fudging it when he said there were nine circles of hell, because right, at this right. point I'm counting many more than that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, the eighth circle of hell is divided into 10 bulges or stony ditches with bridges in between them. In the first, there are panderers and seducers in the second flatterers, third guilty of simony. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. Fourth sorcerers and false prophets, five housed corrupt politicians, six, hypocrites and in the remaining four ditches dante finds hypocrites thieves evil counselors and advisors divisive individuals and finally various falsifiers such as alchemists how is an alchemist a falsifier alchemists perjurers and counterfeits
1: would it be um like alchemists were kind of forgers like they kind of considered people who made like false gold and things like that i don't know yeah snake oil i don't know
0: so i mean i think there were alchemists that actually were like legit
1: i mean that's part of the problem right is it's like it's the same issue of people being just at the time that was unacceptable behavior like that was clandestine like you were a drug dealer basically so drug dealers i don't know i mean yeah
0: sure alchemists right purgers counterfeiters so the ninth circle is reserved for those who are treacherous
1: so, simony is the act of selling church offices ah, and rules or sacred things. Okay. Yep.
0: Anybody want to buy a Shroud of Durin? Right. The ninth circle of hell is divided into four rounds. See, this is just... We're talking about like close to 30 things here now. Yeah. I mean, let's get real. Those who get... Can you imagine? There are 30 rings of hell, and I'm going to tell you about all of them now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Those who committed... uh, So, everyone who lives in the ninth circle of hell Mm -hmm. lives in frozen into a lake. They're in a frozen lake. Okay. Those who committed more severe sins are deeper within the ice. Each of the four rounds is named after an individual who personifies the sin. Round one is Cana after Cain who killed his brother Abel. Round two is Antonora after Antenor of Troy who was Priam's counselor during the Trojan War. Round three is Ptolemaea after Ptolemy son of Abubus who in round four is named Judecca after Judas Iscariot, the apostle who betrayed Jude- Jesus with a kiss. With a kiss? What?
1: I don't know.
2: I
0: don't remember that part. No. He ended up hanging from a tree anyway. Uh so yeah don't betray people or you'll get frozen into a lake
2: mm-hmm. in
0: the ninth ring of hell which you think sounds kind of far down there but in fact it's really 30 because apparently the elevator's broken and nobody knows how to count. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: Well only the only the nine principal uh numbers are uh are valid are like are not um <sighs> aren't like negatively superstitious, right? So it's like, instead of like no 13th floor, it's like no floor after 10. Yeah. No two digit, no digit, single digit floors only. Yeah. No, no, that's not another floor. That's a subdivision.
0: It's a subdivision. It's a, it's a technicality, but just don't think about it. Right. It works if you don't think about it. So yeah, there's all these different, they're just kind of, you know, like boring. I think um, for sure I would, Replace at least one of the rings, or a ring with subrings. Yeah, I mean, a, the ring with subrings might have to be like maybe the internet. Yeah, and like I don't know, social the, media, the
1: people who leave comments in the lower half of the internet.
0: That yep, that'd do. Yeah. Um, I think some of the circles of hell in my version. Uh huh have only broken escalators in between them. Nice. And everybody's trying to get a baby carriage on it. Uh Uh-huh. I was, I worked at the Mall of America as did everyone who lives in the Twin Cities at some point in their wretched, miserable life. (laughs) And, uh, there, the store that I worked at had an escalator, a down escalator that came from the floor above and finished its descent Right in front of the store that I worked in. So I could see the bottom of the escalator all of the time from my store. Right. And I was facing that direction all of the time because of the way that the store was oriented.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So a lot of kids like to go out for dinner at the Mall of America before prom mm-hmm. or big school dances. Right. It's always nice and warm inside no matter oh, yeah. what the season is. There's a big park in the center that you can walk through. Yeah. Um, And they're pretty lax about like you're in the mall but you haven't bought something so we're going to kick you out. Like it's That's nice. it's not public space. Yeah. It's privately owned. Every right. inch of it is privately owned, but they're not like nutso about right loitering or whatever you want to call it. So people spend a lot of time out there. And I saw this person descending the escalator and the escalator at the bottom ate the dress off this person. Oh. Just it like it slid it was a strapless dress, yes. of course, because you yeah. can't get a formal gown for a, a a femme or woman presenting person at this point that has straps or shoulders, Right. not for special occasions. You need a strapless gown. Right. It's the law. And so there you go. One of the circles of hell is for uh, people who wear dresses that do, that have straps. Right. You're being punished. You're being punished. You, you wore formal wear that had straps. There's a whole <laughs> ring of <hell> for that. <laughs> wears your strapless gown that mm-hmm. you have to keep
1: trying to tug up and shimmying from up off into
0: your, your armpits with your thumbs.
1: Right. Stupid.
0: So uh, yeah, like I, this woman's dress gets stuck and it just like rawr, 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 and just like eats the dress from the bottom up and then it just slides down her body and she's like crouching lower and lower to the ground to keep more and more of the dress on her as it yeah. disappears. And one of the people I was working with ran out and just hit the emergency stop button on the escalator so that it would stop moving. And yeah. then somebody came out some other store, maybe Brookstone and yeah. like threw some electric blanket around this lady. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, they scurried off and I'm assuming went and bought another dress. Who knows? Wow. They could have saved the night. Luckily they were at the mall <laughs> oh, god. during prom formal season. Oh, what a horrible experience. Adherent. Yeah. It was crazy. I saw it coming too. I was like, this lady's dress is going to get eaten off. And then it did. And like, I'm such an asshole that I stood there and I wasn't interested in seeing a woman with no dress on. No, was I get you. It was I was just, just the... interested in the spectacle of a uh-huh. machine eating somebody's garments.
2: <laughs> right.
0: In other countries, I've seen like crazy unintentional snuff films of like people getting sucked and killed into like escalators. And yeah. I'm like, is that going to happen here? Is this going to be a bloodbath. And so I was not the one who leapt to action to hit the emergency button. I wanted to see where this went.
3: Right, right.
0: But somebody else was a better person than i
1: Yep. um
3: you
0: know they are not in the new rings of hell they're probably like being escorted in a fucking skittle parade up to heaven right now
1: a skittle parade
0: <laughs> what happened where am i well you died but the good news is that one time you hit that emergency button on that escalator made everything okay welcome <laughs> to heaven <laughs> is meg here no sadly no. she's in limbo
1: yeah. right or frozen at the bottom of a lake. Or
0: frozen at the bottom of a lake.
1: Mhm. <laughs> yeah, I um I kind of imagine too. This made me think about uh that book we were reviewing uh yesterday. Um
0: The hamster book?
1: No, the uh
0: The Unuseless Japanese inventions.
1: No, the one after that, the um the dictionary of obscure
0: Oh, yes, obscure uh, sorrows. Of
1: obscure sorrows. Yeah. I can kind of imagine like a guide to the rings of hell a little bit like that, where it's like the lesser known pockets. It's like, sure. You've got your major sins and mm-hmm. your, you know, your murderers and your rapists and your whatevers and, right. and, um, your motherfuckers and your fatherfuckers or however that goes. Yeah. Them. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, I guess it's rapers. It's mother, mother rapers and father rapers. It's I such guess. a weird fucking song. Anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> wait, what song is this?
1: It's that song. Um, it's like Arlo Guthrie or something. Uh
0: I don't know that song. Uh I Is this a country song?
1: Yeah, I'm sure Damon would know. Um uh Hold on, let me see if okay. I can I can like figure this out. Um
0: So, I there would I mean to, to keep going on this sort of Thematically, there's got to be a ring of hell for bad music and the people who write and perform and produce it and promote it.
1: It's that. It's the uh "Ride My Motorcycle" song by Arlo Guthrie, right? Like, there's that. I think that's it.
0: I still don't know what you're talking about. Um, are we allowed to play it? Will we get sued for copyright?
1: Yeah, we can't play it. Um, yeah. No, it's not that. I'm one. just
0: gonna pretend I know that song. Oh yeah, that song. What about it?
1: Right. I don't know. Well, if oh. you can think of the song and you want to write in because we're going to stick to the topic and not get too off topic on this, right. um, let us know. You can email Dana, D-A-N-A, at FCBM.io. She'll get you. She'll yell at us about it. Right. She'll take your, take your response and shout it at us over the megaphone. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> an Arlo Guthrie song, but um,
0: God. Well, I don't know. What about the song, though? What, what about the song is relevant? uh why are we talking about that i don't
1: song? i don't even know oh um i don't really know now i think i was making a comment about anyway the idea i had was um the the idea of like the dictionary of obscure sorrows that kind of concept where it's like obscure sins yeah like these little niche places down in hell where it's like you're being punished for yeah you know um serving weak coffee or, oh so like, how about
0: this one how about getting just enough money scraped together to buy a brown louis vuitton leather bag and then insisting upon carrying that brown leather louis vuitton bag with every outfit you wear regardless of whether it clashes or not
1: yes that sounds like a good sin
0: that people who do that you've got a whole ring of hell waiting for you you can't commit fashion sins you can't claim simultaneously to appreciate the the Aesthetic Uh qualities of luxury fashion and then misuse them. (laughs) You're either in or you're out. Uh Which is it?
1: Which
2: is it?
0: You don't get points for miss accessorizing Uh a super expensive purse just because it's super expensive. You're proving to everybody you don't understand what's going on.
1: Right. Right. Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop
0: also, coach uses child labor, so stop buying those tacky purses too. They're not luxury. Yeah. Listen, you, me, everyone listening to this right now, if you can get your hands on it, it's not a luxury item. Right. You're not that special. Sorry. That's all okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad was like, what the fuck is
1: that <laughs> right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well
1: Have they ever listened to any episodes?
0: No, of course not. They don't, I mean, they're still like, so my dad asked me recently, like, how, how do you retrieve your password if you forgot what your password to your email is? Uh And I said, did you forget your email password? And he goes, no, but your mom did. And I was like, she forgot your password? And he's like, no, she forgot her password. And I was like, then why do you care? (laughs) And he's like, well, what do you have to do? to to figure out what the password is and i was like you don't you just follow a link when you sign in to reset the password and then you turn it into whatever new password you won't forget and then right. you write it down somewhere yeah or you use a password manager and he was really confused about this and wanted me to like walk him through this process or something on my mom's behalf right and so then i was like did you forget your password and my mom's like what I was like, did you forget your Gmail password? And she's like, oh, yeah, I think I did or I typed it in wrong or something. But the last time I tried to log in, it didn't work. And I just didn't have time to do something. Why are you asking me this? And I was like, because dad said he wanted to know what happens when you forget your password because you forgot your password. And he wanted me to do something about it. But I figured I should tell you first. Mm -hmm. She was like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm like... I know. And so, like, that's where we're at with yeah. them and the internet, which has been an, an a, 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 a what is it, a vehicle for information, a process, an access point in their home since 1997.
3: Right,
2: right. Like,
0: we weren't early adopters, but right. we were not late adopters either. Like, my parents were like, there's this thing called the internet, we're getting it. Mm-hmm okay great fine so i was like i was on the internet before people really understood like oh shit yeah the internet and right. so i was like on the internet when like everybody i knew was 17 and we were all like on bbs's and yep. like chat rooms with strangers and like mm-hmm. things that seemed incredibly That's a good did not title. benign chat rooms with strangers uh-huh, fcbm yeah. chat rooms with strangers uh yeah, I had some weird encounters with strangers back in the 90s on the internet. Sure, nothing that left me traumatized. Yeah, but could have I'm sure if I was if I was as uptight as my parents, I'd be <laughs> traumatized. I'll can tell you what. So, like, I don't know why they never got on board with that. They somehow like every few years, it they go through this cycle with <clears throat> high end exercise equipment as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. which i
0: think we've talked about right so like they will buy some computer that is well beyond their capacity and capability right because they think the key is kind of like like when you go to the grocery store you try you try to select the produce that you can sure. off of the shelf at any given time and I think my parents think about buying computers in the same way like get the most expensive when you can possibly afford mm-hmm. even though you're not going to use any of the things that you're paying for right they just see like the most expensive is the one that's gonna last the longest right and so like they don't uh, they buy for these pieces of technology that they don't really know how to use, or they both have really expensive iPhones and like (laughs) tablets Uh and they both have Macs and stuff, but they don't know how, you know, they don't even know how to get into their own email. Right. So it's like, why do you keep buying these things? Yeah. And then after a while they won't perform any of the updates and there's all this deferred maintenance and then things don't work exactly right and stuff starts gets kind of glitchy and slow, but because they don't actually interact with the functionality of their equipment, Mm -hmm. they don't keep up on any of these things and so it just slowly the experience degrades over time because they're not putting anything back into it or optimizing it in any way and the sort of interactivity element is lost Mm -hmm. and then they're like well we haven't bought a computer in like five to seven years so we'll just buy another like three thousand dollar mac and call it good
2: right (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then be like i don't understand why your mom can't get in her email how do i change her password uh-huh you don't
3: you don't that
0: yeah. is a breach of security right and that's not how we roll
3: Hmm.
0: Uh, how are all of those long-term care facilities working out for you guys mm-hmm. and your generation
3: Ugh, what
1: a nightmare
0: so yeah, that's uh, you know, I think what I think in my version of hell, there are going to be annoying ushers with flashlights, like when you go to a show and they're like, mm, "Let me help you," and you're like, "I can find my seat, thank you. I know the alphabet." Right. <laughs> yes. I know it may come as a shock to you, but I actually thought about where I wanted to sit ahead of time, and I chose that seat on purpose. So I'm navigating there myself. Thank you. Those people are like. The version of hell Mm -hmm. that I'm picturing, Mm -hmm. it's them, but they are all also doing double duty as Walmart greeters. Mm -hmm. They are everywhere. Right. And they constantly impede your travel en route to whatever ring of hell that you're supposed to be in or while you're there. Right. Just trying to live out your miserable existence. Right. Can I help you? No. No. No, you cannot. You never could. Your flashlight's about to run out of batteries. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know your password.
1: Oh, man. Yeah.
0: It's, um, yeah, it's weird. Like, I, So in order to like communicate with these people yeah. via modern technology, you have to observe their particular workarounds. Like, for example, you have to know somehow that you have to include question marks at the end of things that are not questions in order right. for my dad to read them and respond to them.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah. Hell is other people.
1: <laughs> hell is other people, indeed. Um. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. Uh, I imagine we could have some fun with that as a as a subtopic to the designing dystopia.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to say that there's like a ring of hell for slam poets, although I do occasionally really like slam poetry, so I'm on the fence yeah. about that one. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's safe to say that every every human endeavor is a sin of some kind, and so it's just a matter of
0: oh what know. about what which ring is dedicated to people who are involved in mlms
1: oh yes um i don't know which number but what would the punishment look like the punishment would be um i think the punishment would be to like get all of the get all of the insane wealth and money that you you think you're chasing mm-hmm. and um and have to constantly, like, basically, like, step on all of your family and friends to maintain it.
0: Yeah. It's that you have to live at the bottom of an actual human pyramid.
1: Oh, nice. Yes. It's an inver- inverted human pyramid <laughs> and you are at the bottom of it. That's way more practical. Yeah. Forget about my, like, sort of, <laughs> sort of psychological thriller. Just go right for the the classics. <laughs> I like this. I, I support. I support this. It yeah. falls
0: down a lot too. So yeah, it falls just down be prepared. A lot.
1: Yeah, so it's, they're constantly. You're constantly having to rebuild this human pyramid. Yes, of which and you are everyone's at the base got of. broken
0: limbs and stuff, but uh-huh. nobody's going to do anything about it because there is no healthcare in hell, just like there's no healthcare in America anymore. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I feel like you'd have to have the you'd have to have the veneer or the sort of facade of healthcare mm. without actual access to it.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite things like about plenty the, of
1: hospitals and, and things uh, going by, but yeah, yeah.
0: But there's nobody in them. Yeah. Um my one of my favorite things about the movie Idiocracy is when he goes to the doctor and Justin Long is the yes, doctor yes. and he's got the three things like here, like put this in your armpit and put this in your yes. mouth and put this in your butt. yeah And then he's like, Oh wait, no, that's the other way around. <laughs> put this one in your yes. and it's already too late. Like yes. he's already <laughs> put some in his mouth. Oh man. I, how, so we could probably do at least one whole episode about how forward thinking, like, okay, the oracle that is uh, Mike Judge.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mike Judge is an oracle. FCBM. Mike Judge is an oracle. Yeah. That man has completely anticipated, sketched out. Yep. Flashed out and then filmed in full color. Yeah. Everything about the future in America and yeah. how it's all going to fall apart. Right. Welcome to Costco. I love you.
1: I love the <laughs> I love the the just like the gags in the background. Like there's like a scene where you kind of get a pan of the the sort of desolation and post apocalyptics. It it's a post apocalyptic film in the sense, but the apocalypse was just dumb. Mm-hmm. Like well, what happened? Dumb happened. Like everybody got dumber. Yeah. Until we were too dumb to maintain any of the shit that we have. Right. And then there's this scene in the background where you just see this freeway that's like uncompleted.
0: Yes, and cargo.
1: And there's a pile of cars <laughs> off the end of it, and then more cars go and drive off the end of it, yeah. and it's just like in the scene, you're just like, oh god. Yes. Yeah.
0: And there's like a monorail at Costco. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah, that's like, um, that is. It's just an expression of where we live now and yeah, what we have to look forward to.
1: Yep. Ridiculous.
0: Why come you don't have a tattoo?
3: <laughs> Why come you don't? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what else? Yeah. So Rings of Hell.
1: Rings of Hell. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's... Wh- what about podcasters? I feel like there's a ring ring of hell just for podcast or at least a particular place.
0: Probably like okay so yes like this we'll say heavy sin. we'll say we'll say um you know I already said that's like the internet has to have its own ring with social media as like some yes. kind of subfloor. Yeah. I really think that like podcasters yeah. influencers and DJs all belong in a in like a room together or a ring together mm, because yeah. it, it's a particular type of technological narcissism that leads yes. to these outcomes.
1: Right. And like right.
0: podcasters are not, I mean, we're recording our conversations, be- not for anyone. I don't know. We right. know you're out there, whoever the roughly 400 people are now that are listening or 200 or however many there are of you. We can't really tell because we're not that obsessed with you. Right. We're mostly obsessed with our own conversations, right? which is why this exists.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we just like the sound of our own voices.
3: which
1: is
0: kind of like narcissism except we can't see ourselves on purpose on purpose influencers are the are the narcissists really i mean Mm -hmm. because their whole thing is like how do i look in two dimensions and what can i what can i like foist on you yeah that like these people don't pay me in cash but i have so much nail polish i have to get rid of now and i'm giving it to you right now go buy more Mm -hmm. so something happens money i don't
2: know
0: like you can't say that influencing is the same as entrepreneur is the same as employed.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you can,
0: but that would make you a liar, and then you this have to go to a different ring for it. of hell.
1: Then you have to go to a different Just of hell.
0: bouncing between rings of hell all the time.
1: The people who lied about lied about influencers being employed.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think. Like I have mixed feelings, right? Like on the one hand, we live in a really fucked up capitalist society where you're for like our generation was forced to scramble and find ways to survive and do jobs that brought in resources that allowed us to continue to survive. Right, and that's not so different than the generation after us. The like the influencers are the symptom of terribleness. Yep. It makes for terrible people. It's kind of the same way I feel about real estate agents. Yes. It's not that any individual real estate agent is necessarily a bad person, although I think there's a whole ring of hell for them. But um
0: the whole system reinforces but the, the worst behavior.
1: Yeah, the system it is rewards... set up Yeah, it's set up to reward the worst kind of behavior. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's no it's just stacked against you. Yeah. You can't yeah, there's nothing about that industry that is like fair or designed to like create a good place to work. Right. Or like foster like good human relations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And a note on why we say this about real estate agents if your job is to profit off of the human necessity to have shelter, Mm -hmm. then that is a bad thing. Right. So don't do that.
1: Insurance companies, same thing.
0: Yep. If your job is to profit off of the health misery Mm -hmm. of other people that is a bad thing right don't do
2: that yeah
0: yeah uh so today i had a really monumental decision in front of me you did how did Mm -hmm. we do i think we did okay um right now i'm using some kind of a mystery uh liquid to remove excess cuticle skin from my fingernails before i paint them red and we settled on red as opposed to a color that is not quite red but almost red that was very alluring to me but doesn't ultimately match with the outfit that i bought it to go with and so i'm going back to my standby red
2: i
1: think this is a good call yeah
0: we cracked a case today we did i mean this has been hanging over my head since i packed to come here out oh here to san diego like i can just
1: feel the tension leaving ago. the room since we made that decision right yes
0: yeah. here it is this is the one
1: i mean you've basically been intolerable to be around since you came but
0: it's now all because it's like of this it's all because of this nail polish
1: problem
3: yep.
0: um that said uh, maybe people whose amazing fucking job it is to name nail polishes deserve yes. their own ring of hell just out of spite because i'm just jealous out of spite.
1: we get to name colors
0: I know I'm like, but you know, like these people get to name lots more colors than us and they also get paid to do it. And I would like some money to give you my opinion about what a nail polish color ought to be called. I use an awful lot of nail polish and I have a lot of names.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: like Hardy float trap,
1: Hardy float trap. I mean that,
0: that is a name for a nail polish color.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Uh, The two colors that I have here, the color that I'm not going to use. Yes but almost decided to use is Molly Uh and the color I am going to use is Hannah. Hannah is a palindrome. Yes, it is. That was a story I read in second grade. Oh yeah. For like school. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like a, an autodidactic reader when I was younger. And so by the time that we were learning like single, you know, three word, one noun or like (laughs) one noun, three letters, Mm -hmm. middle letter, vowel Two consonants on either end, dig, dug, dog, things like that. I was already reading like 60-page long books and stuff that had multiple syllable words and yeah. all kinds of stuff. and That's fun. Yeah. And so I always think about like...
1: Hannah is a palindrome.
0: Hannah is a palindrome and having to read that story. Hannah is a palindrome. And when I was reading things like way more complicated. Mm-hmm. So here's why the school system fails everybody in America. It doesn't matter whether you're way ahead of the other kids that Mm -hmm. you're being taught with or way behind or somewhere in the middle. Nothing about the experience of going to school is tailored to, to help any of you. Right. It is unsuitable for all skill levels. Yeah. It will let you down no matter what. And I think it's really fucking disingenuous when adults are like, I don't understand why kids don't like school. They're just lazy. I'm like, perhaps it could be the fact that the buildings themselves are built in the same style as buildings that are deliberately meant to punish people and dehumanize them. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Perhaps the fact that you are imprisoning children while you're trying to teach them things diminishes their capacity for growth and understanding. Right. Perhaps you should stop acting like it's some big treat to go to school that we all just can't get on board with because we individually have personality problems that prevent us from enjoying your punishment. You fucking gaslighting motherfuckers.
1: But why aren't you doing what I said would be fun?
0: (sighs) Have my kind of fun when I say to have it.
1: Right. And no other time. Or you get detention.
0: Guess how many detentions I had my senior year. Uh,
1: You told me a lot. I feel like I've heard the story. I'm going to guess in the realm of 80?
0: 133. Nice. Hours yeah. of detention that I was supposed to serve before they would let me graduate. Yes. And I was like, that's not happening. Yeah. I served a half hour and got away with that. Nice. I was like, I will do a half hour this afternoon. Yeah. And we'll call it even. Yeah. And the, the, <laughs> the principal who is now the superintendent of the school district that i grew up in yeah. was like yeah that sounds that sounds reasonable to me and i was like great <laughs> that's leverage baby uh-huh it took me a long time to get that kind of leverage i didn't just get that overnight
3: right right
0: it's hard work but i can't reveal my secrets <laughs> it involves getting away with murder uh-huh. basically
3: basically right
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i um i man school just was not for me I, as soon as it became apparent that i didn't have to go i stopped going
0: yeah i mean apparent to you
3: yes yes like you had Had so much personal
0: authority as a child that you were like you know what i don't want to do this and if i don't nothing's gonna happen right and you were right
3: yep yep
0: i wish in some ways that i had been as smart as you yeah put up a better fight and then just fucking pass the gre
3: right
1: yeah, no, I mean, that's what I, I wish that I, I had been that. told that that was even, I, that I knew that that was an option when I was a freshman. Cause you can do that when you're 16 or something. Yeah. And so pretty quickly, like you don't have to, you don't have to go to jail.
0: You know what? Instead of making people's fucking parents, yeah. like their scared, helicoptery white parents pay for like PSAT and SAT and ACT prep courses and all that shit. Yeah. They should start to like doing GRE prep courses for 12 year olds. Because right. I bet with a little prep as a 12 year old, probably could have passed
3: the GRE. Yep.
0: By 14 for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, uh, I think a lot of colleges are dropping the GRE requirement. Um, for sorry for graduate programs like a lot of them a lot of them don't like won't take it really yeah this is pretty recent like since
0: so you can't get into college with a GR
1: so the GRE is for graduate school
0: oh what am I talking about SATs no, I'm talking about like when you, te- when you test out of high school, when you don't have to go to high oh, school. Oh, the GED. 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 Gotcha. Yes. Not GRE. GED. Yes. If GED, I, if somebody yeah. was like, this is the GED, this oh, is a test could, that you can take yeah. and not have to go to high school at all. If someone had taught me how, like had coached me a little bit, like I got coaching on the PSAT and the SAT right. and the ACT, if somebody had done that for me for the GED. Yeah. Sorry, not GRE. Yeah. I got, I did fine on the GRE. Yeah. Uh, at twelve, by like I could have just skipped most of junior high and high school. I am confident.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm confident. I took, when I took the GED, I was like, "Holy shit, this is a joke!" Like, this is, is this is
0: all I need to know to get the same equivalent of a graduate. Yeah, a, well, a, so it's not, not equivalent high school.
1: It's it's um. Yeah, it's a. Gr- it's not it's, so.
0: It has equivalent in the name.
1: Yeah, no, it's general education diploma or something like that or is it yeah i think it's
0: i thought it's equivalency
1: maybe um but well if you have so for instance if you have a ged you can't join the military you need a you need a high school diploma to join the military yeah um and so it's not it's not a high school diploma like it's different
0: so the ged was originally an acronym for the Tests of General Educational Development.
3: Oh, there you go. But since
0: 2011, we use just the term GED. It's a series of four subject tests a person can take to demonstrate their high school academic knowledge. Mm -hmm. Earning a GED diploma from your state is the equivalent to a U.S. high school diploma. So some students choose to take this certification exam if they were not able to complete a traditional high school program. Right. Uh, it's an excellent alternative to a traditional high school diploma. Nearly all colleges in the U.S. and many universities outside of the That's U.S. True. accept applicants who have earned a GED diploma. Right. If I had attempted to earn a GED diploma, yeah. d- d- like considering my academic past, which is all on record, yeah. there's, I am confident that I could have passed this as a 12-year-old.
1: Oh no! Question. I think everything you learn in think? like between sixth and eighth grade is like everything you need to know, to know for on a GED. the GED. Yeah, it's like just,
0: tw- ninth through twelfth grade is just f- like it's not it's not academically useful because they're not testing or teaching to that apparently. Right. So my thing is like I could have just avoided all of the to- the traumatization and scarification that happened, and like uh, I- it looks way worse to me. So. I sailed through high school, junior high. I had a lot of personal anxiety about the social aspects of it, which I think are cruel and punishing and unnecessary uh, and hyper competitive in ways that don't actually pan out or right. relate to actual competitive advantage in the real world. Right. Uh And so like, I think there's just so many things about public school that's fucked up. A- any school that's yeah. fucked up any, the way that children are treated in school is fucked up. Yeah. Um, and I just wish that I could have avoided most of it. Oh, yeah, me too. I wish that the GED was actually an alternative that people would say, like, look, you know, this whole, like, fucking industrialized meat grinder that is the public education system in America, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you're not quite cut out to like withstand some of the worst of that and maybe there's an alternative path for you because we're not all the same and we should try to tailor to people's needs and not force people to be a round watermelon growing in a square cubby hole right you know i don't know like it just really sucks (sighs) school is so um for sure public education is one of the rings of hell yep just a public education in america
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: now you're in hell you're in one of the rings of hell for sure
2: right (laughs) Right.
0: one of our one of our cohorts and colleagues is um, deeply entrenched in the public school system in America, yep. and on a daily basis withstands several things a day that, back in the day, several years ago, would have been annual isolated incidents. Like a thing happened this year. Yes, and it was this, or a thing happened last year, but this year it was this crazy thing. right. Now it's happening like three, four of those things a day. nuts the wheels are coming off yeah this is how america ends yeah or what we think of it as right i mean it's just like all of these compounding problems well we can't fix that problem because that would require us to have an intact like fucking supply chain and we don't have that because you know blah 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 Mm -hmm. wicked problems
1: wicked problems well how do you spell wicked
0: (laughs) damon said something to me about that in a chat yesterday but where's the wick (laughs)
1: i loved that that was just so like
0: we were so confounded by that what is happening how can we not why won't anyone tell us right why won't anyone tell us what a wicked problem is why does it have a wick why is it candle like right why aren't they saying anything about the melting wax this metaphor isn't consistent
3: right oh wicked
0: oh wait it's a wicked
1: problem um Oh Yeah. Well, anyway, I wanted to I wanted to bring that up because I thought of um, uh, bring up the the sort of literary reference of like Dante's Inferno and the Rings of Hell because I thought of Lauren um, bringing that up when we were talking about the uh, designing dystopia and how it kind of brought me out of my bubble of myopia, uh, my myopic bubble on on thinking around (laughs) 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 thinking was getting very uptight. (laughs)
2: My thinking about
0: this case has become very uptight. Uh.
1: Uh, Well, should we um, finish up and do the colors of the day? And the research team just sent over some really wonderful colors. Um, We've got... uh, So first of all, if this is your first podcast, welcome. Uh, We love to hear from you. So you can email us. uh, I think I mentioned earlier, Dana at FCBM.io. Dana at fcbm.io, or you can just go to fcbm.io and our contact information is on the website. Um, email is probably the best. I don't think we we've got some various social media that we don't really use and may or may not respond on those platforms. But yeah, email directly, awesome. We'll we'll get right back to you, uh, or Dana will definitely field your questions if we're overloaded. But um, yeah. Anyway, colors of the day. Here we go. So we've got two colors today. The first color is polymeric splicing, Ooh. and this color uh, I'm going to quickly give the hexadecimal value. So if you're not familiar, hexadecimal value is a um, it's a six six letter string with a pound sign at the front of it. Um, so you're going to go like, and you can type this into uh, search engines and they'll typically like pull up the color right away and show you. So you don't have to like work too hard. You could just follow along. So if you mm-hmm. want to punch this into your, uh, the Googler or the DuckDuckGo or, or Yahoo or whatever the fuck you use, Ask mm-hmm. Jeeves, I don't know
0: your, your
1: tor browser your, your tor browser
0: no, it's not how that works <laughs> yeah oh um,
1: fine whatever yeah it's all right if just you... go to your go to your kitchen toaster we know they're all wi-fi enabled at this point right. and plug those in.
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah so uh octothorpe or pound sign or hashtag oh. so here we go uh hashtag echo for alpha two four echo so that's hashtag e4a24e e. um and you plug that in and you'll you'll see this color so this is like a this this color feels like a little bit like manila envelope vibe mm, to me.
0: Yeah! Oh, nailed it.
1: Yeah. It's got, um, so the RGB values, if that's a way you can visualize, uh, are 228, 78 And poly- poly- Polymeric Splicing has this sort of manila envelope color. It's a little bit lighter or like kind of a faded manila envelope maybe. Yeah. Um, it's definitely kind of a yellow, like a... Dirty yellow, maybe. Um, it's yeah. too dark to do like an accent yellow. It like, kind of reminds me of
0: but- butterscotch syrup.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Like if you ever get a, a, a banana split and yeah. put butterscotch instead of pineapple in the center. Yes. It's like a weird brown caramel color. Like it's, yep. you think it might be caramel and then you're like, oh, caramel. Nope. This is butterscotch.
1: butterscotch. Yeah. Uh, so the um, the other color in support of polymeric splicing is energy absorbing superstring. beautiful and it's uh hexadecimal value if you want to pop that in the um in your search engine of choice uh it's going to be hashtag seven eight eight c e one again that's hashtag seven eight eight charlie echo one and this is like a uh blue
0: guest bathroom
1: guest bathroom blue Mm -hmm. nice
0: don't use those towels they're for guests
1: (laughs) yes yeah it's um it's a lighter blue. It's definitely uh, a little bit washed out. It's not mm-hmm. vibrantly It's bright. a pastel. Yeah, it's kind of a pastel. Um, the RGB values are 120, 140, and 225, if that helps anybody. Um, but yeah, uh, so those are the colors of the day. So we had polymeric splicing, which is kind of a yellow color, mm-hmm. and energy absorbing super string, a sort of blue.
0: I like um, that they both have kind of sciency names this time.
1: I do like that. Yeah, it's funny how they line up sometimes. Um I well there it's every our research department does an amazing job. They do. Um if you wish to find more colors for yourself, uh, objectcolor.com is our one of our one of our properties, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um you can just go there and hit the button and get some colors of the day for yourself. Uh there's no there's really no no advertising or anything on any of our properties. So you can kind of go there and not feel bothered by. Right. I mean, hopefully most people use ad blockers anyway, but.
0: We may force our views on you, but we won't make you pay for them.
2: Right.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, objectcolor.com actually has an interesting uh, certificate error that I have not been able to solve. Uh, Dang it. <laughs> so it may or may not work for you right now. Um, It seems to work fine in my Firefox browser, but not at all in my Chrome browser. And because Chrome decides to load some outdated certificate that is somehow... I'm not exactly sure how it works. There's like root certificates and then there's like the certificate for the site. And I think the root certificate is expired or the one that... Firefox or the one that Chrome wants to reference, but for some reason Firefox chooses a different one. I don't I don't get how it works. But yeah. uh anyway, so I will have to as the technology person on um, staff I'll have to figure that out. It. Yeah. Anyway, um Ramble Ooh. Ramble. Yeah. Well thanks for listening. And um
0: if you have ideas about which ring of hell you'd like to see, you can tell us. Yes. And we wanna know.
1: Yeah, we wanna know. Send us an email. Uh we will we'll get back to you and we'll either talk about it. On the podcast, if that's what you want, or we won't if you don't want that. So that's right. Um, yeah. But damn right. Make sure to include lots of personal information and we'll call you out as a. <laughs> no, we won't do any of that. Just, you
2: know, as just a,
1: reach out and we'll just, it'll be a friendly email, hopefully. A colluder. A colluder.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Okay, bye.